What up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 66 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. In this episode, I speak about an important event at my alma, ma- alma mater. Alma mater. Alma mater. I never know how to I should probably not use words that I don't know how to say. The college I used to go to. Alma mater. <laughs> Super Bowl 51. Project Empathy's virtual reality work. And I also read and reflect on some free writing, which is located at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. If any of that stuff sounds like something you'd be into, then stick around. So the important uh, event um, that I'm referring to, it is, I don't know if you guys remember, I mentioned, uh, or, you know, new listeners, new, new listeners wouldn't know, but um, anybody that's followed the podcast for some time, uh, a few episodes ago, I mentioned an idea of kind of like a grassroots idea to trying to educate people on how to react to to when they get pulled over or or confrontations with police officers and stuff like that. Uh, you know, this idea mainly came out of the the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and police shootings that seemed to be happening way too too frequently. I put forth an idea that, you know, not in some like official role to my congressman way. Um, although maybe that's actually maybe not a bad idea. Maybe not a congressman, but like a city council, state center, something like that. I might look into that. But the idea was pretty much to have police officers uh, like beat cops, you know, rookies or whatever, you know, or guys that just want to do overtime or something like that. Have them do community outreach, like direct community outreach, not not um, print out a flyer and, and post it on your precinct's bulletin board and, and you know, have, you know, 15 people show up like in a, like in some, what are they called? I used to go to a bunch of these uh, community, community board meetings where like the same exact people always show up month in and month out. Um, not that type of thing, um, but like a direct community outreach type of thing where although you can have that also but a direct community outreach type of thing where you go door knocking you uh within certain communities uh that you target um for this purpose and maybe you do the targeting based on the jurisdiction of your precinct um i guess it would have to be if it's the cops doing it right um their jurisdiction just go to you just go door knocking and you know print out flyers and give it to the people knock on people's doors speak to them uh speak to kids hanging out in the street that you see and let them let them you know approach them in in like a cool you know we come in peace type of way and just to just to get the dialogue going and uh, in having that dialogue i think a lot a lot of misunderstandings can be clarified and it, it should yield good results um, and explain from the cop's point of view, explain, you know, what the by the book expected responses from from a citizen, um, which we may not expect, you know, some, you know, a citizen, not we, I'm not a cop, but that a cop might not um like what they deem not hazardous or not harmful or not not putting their own lives in 
in danger, um, which then causes confusion and uh, ultimately results in in trigger happy cops and and unnecessarily lost lives. And the point is to try to avoid situations like that or try to de-escalate them however we can. And maybe a proactive way to do that is by this type of outreach and and trying to find the common ground understanding. On the flip side, citizens can um, explain their their um, point of view in terms of uh, you know how they feel, how we feel intimidated and and how by cops that that are aggressive and maybe that'll help cops realize that you know respectfully their their jobs obviously are probably the hardest jobs in the world and they have to be uh hyper vigilant at all times they never know what they're walking into they could be pulling a person over that is a soccer mom or a serial killer and they have to be ready for um the either scenario so that on edge type of reaction that seems instinctual from cops is somewhat understandable when you look at it from that point of view and i i don't know i just feel that some sort of dialogue and understanding between uh citizen and and police force can't hurt the situation and might help and that's enough for for me to have wanted to put forth that idea anyway that's a long-winded um uh circling around the point that i wanted to bring up which is the school that i used to go to the college that i graduated from my alma mater baruch college um i got an email from uh a past professor of mine that i keep in touch with and it's kind of sort of to this point and it, it would definitely I would love to see more events like this, and uh, especially if they yield results. It's an event that's not being um, put forth by by a police department, like in in my example. But again, it's to it's to the same sentiment, and the event is being hosted by Baruch College, and it is entitled "What to Do If You Are Stopped by the Police." And two recent Baruch alums, one which is a prosecutor and the other which is a public defender, debate this life and death issue. And it's free to the public. Anybody can go. It's on Thursday, February 16th, 2017, from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And the address for the address for Baruch College, which you guys can Google. But I'll give it to you now anyway, and will also be found in the episode notes, is 55 Lexington Avenue, New York, New York. 1010. It's going to be held in room 2 125 in the vertical campus for anybody that's familiar. And yeah, I think it'll be things like this can't, like I said, can't hurt and might even help. So it's worth a shot. Super Bowl 51. Did you guys check out that game? Now, the first, I saw it at my brother's house. And the first, for the first, I think everybody would agree, the first um, three quarters of the of the game, it was boring and lopsided, surprising that it it wasn't that close. Um, the Patriots seemed completely out of sync, and the Falcons were getting every what you would call in basketball like lucky roll. 
Um, I don't know what the equivalent would be in, in football, but everything was going their way and they were playing awesome. Julio Jones had some sick catches right on the sideline when where he caught the ball and it was like, oh no, 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 he's out of bounds. But he in fucking textbook form just put both feet in, like and he did that shit twice. It was so sick. And and they were just dominating. Matty Ice was doing his thing. Um had uh like awesome percentage. Um uh, catch to throw uh, ratio percentage or whatever he was like completing everything and everything was going their way and the Patriots just look uncharacteristically completely out of sync completely out of it and then one of the greatest comebacks in fucking sports history happened <laughs> after the fourth and the the Falcons were, were up t- 28 I want to say to 3 it was 28 zip and then 28 to 3 eventually and um the patriots came back in the fourth quarter things started gelling a bit edelman had this amazing i think it was edelman had this amazing catch that it was like what the fuck how do you catch that it, it, it like looked like it hit the ground like he didn't have coverage i didn't think he had like possession of the ball uh he caught it and then let it go and then before it touched the ground caught it and like pulled it in again and it was it was sick and Patriots just got completely in sync and and um they tied it um with two two point conversions also in the the last two touchdowns which is what they needed to pull off the 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 tie and make the first game in NFL the first Super Bowl in NFL history to go to to overtime which was sick and um oh that first two point conversion by the way that like kind of like trick p- play where Brady like pretended he like the ball was hiked to him high by the center and it was really the like the um he's the running back that that got the ball and like just ran it in right there that was sick um and then the fourth quarter when I'm sorry the overtime sudden death overtime first team to score that's not a field goal wins uh the pay, the Pats got the ball and they were just like laser sharp you know Brady <laughs> Brady being Brady um inarguably anymore the probably the best quarterback ever and um it it was a dope a dope game at the end it definitely the way it ended the way it culminated definitely made up for for the boring you know first three quarters and um that aside the all the commercials was pretty interesting uh, to note, they were all, they seemed, every single one, I can't think of one that wasn't, but I'm sure there probably were, but every single one that I noticed had, like, something to do with immigrants and being united and together we're better and showing how immigrants built this country and 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 all this, which were, like, subliminal, like, jabs at, at Trump and not, well... I don't want to say at, at Trump. I think it's more important to note that it's definitely because of Trump, but uh, the jabs are more towards the sentiment that he's allowed to be put forth, that he's put forth himself. He's kind of like fanned the flames of, of, of xenophobia and stuff like that that I've mentioned in the past. Um, and racism and bigotry and sexism and all that all that bullshit 
but I definitely think it's important to know, and I'm not going to get too deep into this because I want to do, um, uh, I want, I want the dust to settle a bit. I want, uh, the guy to have more than fucking two and a half, three weeks in, in office before I start giving opinions on it or, you know, too deep, but based on what we've seen so far, I think it's important to, to highlight the fact that it's in large part, a, uh, a sentiment that he hasn't, he hasn't helped matters. You know, he kind of invigorated a certain level of this, like, xenophobic hatred and 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 negativity that was, by all accounts and purposes, you know, percolating under the, under the, the surface for a lot of people. And um, he kind of gave, kind of, like, emboldened people to just be upfront and more open about it which is not a good thing definitely and i think that's the the worst part about what what's going on not so much his you know quote unquote executive orders and all the shit he's doing and and stuff like that which which when you i haven't looked super deep into it but i've looked more than just like headline deep into it and they seem to be more theatrics than actually amounting to to like practical shit for example the whole Muslim ban thing that that's going on now, horrible, disgusting sentiment to put forth and idea to like kind of put in the zeitgeist of, of America right now and, and, you know, stop and ban all Muslims and, and et cetera. But then it kind of gets lost in the sexiness of that, that like salacious type of, of thing that it's a, a 90 day, ban that was not a no no muslim can ever step foot in in america again type of thing it's a 90-day overhaul of the system of the current vetting uh process of of migrants to to the u.s which from a certain standpoint let's say you take over as a manager for a certain process or something like that which is essentially what trump is right he's managing you know the u.s and quote-unquote by to an extension the world or trying to and you get in to to this position it's not far-fetched or at least to me it's it's kind of sort of understandable to be like you know what all this shit that you guys have going on for the past eight years let's pause it we're gonna stop everything just fucking stop 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 there's a new sheriff in town. I'm going to do shit differently. I'm going to do shit my way. I need to understand what's going on. All these moving parts need to like pause for 90 days. And then we're going to figure shit out. And then I'm going to implement, you know, whatever it is that I'm going to implement, which is that that's the part that we have to be worried about and pay careful attention to not get lost in the fluff of it while he's like slides in, let's say a real, you know, permanent Muslim ban or like some sick shit like that. What's what, what, what was sloppy what was detrimental to to the whole thing is the sloppy way that he went about it because Trump is not the polished, you know, Bill Clinton's or, or Barack Obama's and knows how to like sell shit. Um, he's kind of like this frat guy, ogre, orange fucking gruff motherfucker. That's like, I'm doing this and that's it. And America. Um, and he, he kind of has like that, type a i'm gonna get shit done my way or the highway type of personality and he put forth things in such a like i'm just 
throwing it out there like such a sloppy way that caused disharmony between the agencies that should have been working together to make sure that it was a smooth process and that um, people didn't get lost in the shuffle of this this 90 day ban. You know, people that legally had the right to be here, like immigrants that had visas, they got, you know, kind of put in the category of no, you can't come in. And that's 100% having to do with his sloppy approach to certain things and, you know, unplanned, you know, I'm just going to force this shit in type of approach, which doesn't seem long-term sustainable to me. That said, because I, I don't want to get too bogged down on this uh, Trump shit, but I definitely will re- revisit the whole Trump thing because, you know, I'm into politics and stuff like that. And I did a pre, I think it was definitely, well, Donald J. Trump is the name of the episode. I don't remember which number it is, but it was a few episodes ago. I did a, an, an episode completely on, on Trump, and I think it was before he won, or maybe right when he won, or something like that. Probably before he won. Anyway, go check it out. And um, then I guess I should check that shit out, too, and then we'll compare the two down the line. But before I do, I just wanted to play this clip for you guys of Bill Clinton back when he was president, speaking about the same exact... Um, topic of of immigration. Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. That, by the way, got a standing uh, congressional ovation from both sides of Congress. Now, I think it's important to note, and I'm just going to close with this on this topic, that I bring it up to show the difference between two types of approaches to the same problem of immigration. And it's, you know, the gruff, rough Trump style, which is which ultimately wound up hurting people that it shouldn't hurt. And the way that Clinton was selling it, where he made sure to highlight that it's not just immigrants, it's criminal uh, immigrants with a criminal record. Those are the ones that they're trying to keep out. Illegal aliens, not legal ones, not legal um, uh, immigrants, etc. However, he's talking about the same topic, the same shit. Board, more border, border security, hiring more border troops. Trump's version is a fucking wall deporting illegals etc anyway that's just some food for thought and the next topic before the free writing piece it's gonna be a short episode 
The next topic is, and the last topic is Project Empathy's virtual reality work. Now, oh, by the way, the Clinton piece, I put in the episode notes in case you guys want to check it out or just Google it it's on YouTube. The Project Empathy virtual reality work. This is so, I find it so dope and so promising and so like futuristic and cool. And like I, I put, I don't know, like I'm putting like a lot of stock in it um, personally in like the future being like VR and, and stuff like that. I don't know if it's because I read um, Ready Player One, which is one of my favorite fiction books ever. I mentioned it to you guys in the past and that's all about like virtual reality, but like morphed with reality and I, it's like in the future, but not too far into the future. So it's like, it seems very plausible, you know what I mean? And then plus when I see stuff like this, um, like the, the Samsung, um, goggles and the HTC vibes and PlayStation has its own version and et cetera. Um, and all these, uh, emerging technologies within the virtual reality space, there's podcasts now that are, that are done in, in like virtual reality, the, one of like uh, Duncan Trussell and Drew Carey that that I mentioned to you guys in a previous episode, a free writing episode that was done completely in virtual reality with the people that were asking questions um, within the virtual reality space. So it was kind of like they were there, like in an audience type of thing. Um, seeing all these like emer- emerging technologies makes the like the story within Ready Player One, um, which is by the way going to be made into a movie. Um, it just makes it seem that much more plausible. And it's like, yeah, we're definitely headed in that direction. Anyway, Project Empathy, uh, virtual reality work. And I'll link to the website uh, in the episode notes as well. You guys definitely, definitely should check it out. Basically what it is, is, and I'll actually, let me read from their site directly. Who could say what they're about better than them, right? All right, this is directly from from their website. Combining technology with social justice. For the first time in history, virtual reality, commonly known as VR, gives us an opportunity to more efficiently and sustainably change public perception. A VR experience allows audience members to feel like they are actually in another place and as if they have become another person. It is a 360 degree and two-dimensional or three-dimensional view of a new world. Unlike traditional media, VR allows us to be a participant in a new world, not just a viewer. This is the power we are harnessing from Project Empathy. Now, they have like uh, Stanford University lab studies and virtual reality stuff that you guys can read about not to learn more about understanding virtual reality but basically from like the user experience uh of my own not the with the actual vr but you guys don't need like vr goggles and shit like that to to like check it out um although that would i i would imagine make it that much more immersive and the you can go on their website and you can check out these same videos that if you had the vr goggles um, you could like just move your head around and look around, but if you're looking at it on screen, you can use your mouse to like look up, down, left, right. And they are currently like working on like these short films regarding the criminal justice system. I think that's their main, their main, um, 
the main thing now. But I could definitely see it branching out into other things. And I have actually in other, other formats. Um, I think Vice, if I'm not mistaken, which I'll, I'll get to next, had some sort of like virtual reality thing going on. But anyway, so these these v, VR um, short films, if you check them out, it's like you could see like prison cells. You could look inside them and it's real people that really got arrested and they're like narrating the story for you and telling telling you like what they did and you know showing them this is where i eat you know this is where i sleep you looking around you see the cell like it's much more i don't know you feel you it's you feel more empathetic like you feel you're more immersed in the experience and that that adds that you know it it kind of sort of takes away that disconnect that we that we feel like right now you know drones and shit blowing stuff up in in syria like it's kind of like out of sight out of mind type of thing i think technology like this is will allow us ultimately to be completely immersed within situations enough to 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 empathize with them and understand them better and then be able to hopefully make them make them better by using that knowledge for good there's a short about um that shows uh, a little girl at the park with her mom and her mom is acting weird and then her mom kind of like goes away and then then um some dts come and and lock up the mom uh take her under arrest and the little girl's like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on then she finds out that her mom was a drug dealer then her, her mom winds up getting 18 years in prison and then it shows the the girl and you are the girl like in the in the little short um like you're seeing like through her eyes and the little, the little girl saying the first time I went to go see my mom in prison and blah, blah, blah. And you're sitting down in prison and you're looking around and you could see the, the couple next to you having a conversation. You could hear their conversation. Then your mom walks in and she sits down and she starts talking to her and you look to your left and you can see the guard there. You look up, down, you see the fluorescent lights and, you know, the whole nine. Like you feel like you're there. Um, it would be so dope to, to try it out with actual like VR goggles. And I don't know, I'm, I think it's dope. I'm definitely bullish on the like technology in and of itself. And it seems very promising and, and dope. What I wanted to mention about Vice is I believe Vice. I want to give credit to Vice because uh, I, I definitely think it was them. But there was a a piece. Um, and if it wasn't them, you know, maybe somebody out there hit me up and let me know who it was. But there was a some sort of news outlet that was in Syria I believe Syria, but somewhere in the Middle East, and they were um, exploring VR technology options to be able to, and the way they were describing it was to be able to go like in the middle of a Syrian refugee camp, and you see the little kids running around, they're looking for scraps of food, and you know, things blowing up around them, and seeing how they actually live. And, you know, the parents trying to protect them and then, you know, the, you know, soldiers fighting and bullets going, you know, like all that type of shit um, and experiencing stuff like that uh, through virtual reality. And it's a different way to to present the news, not just, you know, uh, through a camera or through explaining through the third person. But imagine putting on um, like a set of goggles or a headset or something like that, looking around and you look to your left and you literally hear fucking bullets going off like right next to you and you see a little kid fucking arm get blown off or some like sick shit like that and and like actually experiencing that type that type of stuff it's it's another it's another level 
another interesting, weird, freaky, awesome, fascinating level of shit that is not only coming, but it's already here. And that is pretty much it about all that stuff. Now, let's get to the free writing. I have a small piece for you guys that I actually wrote recently. And I uh, wanted to share it with you guys, see what you guys think. As always, if you want to read along, you can check out the free writing piece at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. And the post that I'm reading was posted on the website on February 6th, 2017. And it's titled, Watch the Ideas Crystallize into Existence. Let me read it and then tell you guys where it came from. You know that piece of procrastination that seems to control you working on your craft by pointing out and antagonistically asking, what are you going to write about? You have no no ideas yet? Spot that resistance. Thanks, Stephen Pressfield. And flip it off. The ideas don't always come before you actually show up to put in the work. If you want, quote, others to put in the work for you, this isn't for you. Sit in front of your half-written manuscript, your blank canvas, and immerse yourself in the world you're trying to create. Then watch the ideas begin to float around you and crystallize into existence. And I wrote that, physically wrote that in my notebook, one of my notebooks, on Sunday, January 29th, 2017 at 5.46 p.m. Now, where that came from is from somewhere that if you guys are into writing or probably anything creative but anything the only thing i can speak to with any level of of experience is writing and um to other like fellow writers out there you we get writer's block like all the time and stephen pressfield you know write writes about writer's block and a bunch of other obstacles um pretty much blankets them all as resistance so whether it be different things that that come up in your life, different problems or different not necessary problems, just things that you do have to do, those are all forms of resistance, just like at different degrees. You know, you have to go to the doctor for a doctor's appointment. That's a form of resistance because you could be writing. Um, but obviously you can't take that to too much of an extreme and just stay like a hermit in front of your computer or something like that. But you get the idea. Any you know, stuff like writer's block and stuff like that is just your mind kind of sort of convincing you by way of of you yourself asking yourself shit like you know what what the hell are you gonna write about you don't have any new ideas etc like i said in that piece and then kind of like discouraging you from writing so i kind of like caught myself in that um when i was like in that like mind state or that state of mind rather and it i don't know it was like two or three days that i had gone without writing and um, you know, I have my, after the short story that I put out in the last episode, uh, elevator that, which by the way, quick aside, thank you guys very much for checking that, that out. Um, the, the downloads were at probably one of my most downloaded, um, episodes like single episodes to date. So, uh, I definitely appreciate you guys uh, checking that out. But anyway, after writing that, um, which I wrote, like on a little quick one week hiatus from the the novella slash novel that that i'm working on um i went back to 
to work on the novel and it was kind of like writer's block and i don't know if it had to do with uh the fact that i kind of like took my mind off of uh, off of the story and then started working on the elevator one for a little bit or or if it was just like straight up writer's block or what but one day i was pretty much like um you know after a couple of days of you know i don't know what to write about etc and you know i remember like certain principles that that people like stephen king write about in in writing or Anne lamont wrote about in bird by bird which and stephen pressfield also in the war of art which is just show up physically show up sit down and that's how you get started it's not like when necessarily you have an idea although that is a way that a lot of writers including myself um sometimes are motivated to write you know you're watching a movie or just walking and you think of something like for example those of you that listened to the last elevator episode i mentioned that i was literally on the elevator with someone had a fucking quick 30 second conversation if you can call it that you know uh, a bit of an exchange back and forth back and forth back and forth that's it off the elevator and then that sparked the idea for that particular story um, and I, you know, chatted it down on my notepad on my phone, um, before I got to my desk to actually like do work and shit like that. And then started working on the story from there. Um, but for larger undertakings like a novel or a novella, then that's where I've seen, um, myself, uh, like falling into the writer's block. And I know I'm definitely not alone. It's something I hear about a lot in like podcasts and there's always like, people trying to like sell you shit and how to defeat writer's block for good and blah 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 and the most practical thing that i can think of that's free it doesn't cost you anything and and is just good from a a habit forming um perspective uh behavioral perspective is by employing that idea of just showing up and sitting down to do the work um which is why i wrote uh, here at the end of this piece, if you want, quote, others to put in the work for you, this isn't for you. Sit in front of your half-written manuscript, your blank canvas, and immerse yourself in the world you're trying to create. Then watch the ideas begin to float around you and crystallize into existence. So after these, like, few days of writer's lock, I literally just sat down and, and just started staring at at the screen, staring at the my half-written manuscript. <laughs> and, um um started reading a couple lines and then slowly started you know like re-immersing myself into the story and and then from there i wrote i wound up writing from having that writer's block i wound up writing i think like two or three scenes which were probably like 1500 words or thousands of 1500 words like in in a sitting and like move the story along And, and since then i've been working on it daily and continuing to work on it daily and like back in like the group again so i thought it was interesting that i like caught myself in that i know it's something that we you know all of us struggle with from time to time and definitely will again but it's just a matter of kind of like meditation of i liken it to meditation a little bit where you the point of meditation is to be able to calm your mind down enough to and focus like on your breath for example but the focusing on your breath is the mechanism that helps calm your mind down and then once you notice that 
you start thinking about other things and and you know replaying in your head events from the day or thinking about stuff that you have to do later on once you notice that that's when uh the point of meditation is to realize that and then just bring it back to the to the um point where you can like still the mind again and just focus on your breath again and just continue doing that and it's like a continual practice so similarly when you notice that writer's block when you notice that that resistance pretty much telling you that you have no new ideas you have nothing to write about so don't even bother you know going to your computer etc realize that for what it is and bring yourself back to your writer's chair and sit in front of your screen or grab a pen and paper and notebook and wait <laughs> and um physically wait and you know read over your manuscript or read over whatever it is that's in front of you that you're working on or start free writing free writing is kind of like to me it's kind of like a a cheating way to write and i love free writing uh for that reason because it, it comes so so i don't know it's like the hardest easiest thing like joy diaz says about comedy let that comedy is to him it's like the hardest easiest thing he can do um i kind of feel that way about about free writing because it literally is you know you just sit down even if you start writing i don't know what's right i don't know what's right i don't know what's right you're working those writing muscles just by doing that like physically behaviorally moving your pen on a piece of paper and then you know your mind naturally wanders you know so thoughts are going to start coming out and that's going to lead to something else and something else and it's going to spark shit and works every single time so if you're looking for a little cheat to to make yourself right maybe it's not the writing on the story for example that um you're trying to write and work on do a little free writing exercise and you know write a paragraph or two about whatever the fuck the wall is fucking green and white right now and there's an x and a check on my calendar on day five and six and on day seven i got a blah 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 and then stuff just starts flowing you know um and yeah that's pretty much it folks that is again if you guys want to check out that little writing piece uh, it's very short it's like a paragraph long it's at sponsoraycom forward slash free writing and it is titled watch the ideas crystallize into existence and hopefully you hopefully you guys can begin to do that and that's it folks i promise you guys a shorter episode this week and it's a little shorter um that is the full episode now i'm just gonna do some some housekeeping and mention to you guys a few ways that you can help support the podcast so if you want to stick around and listen to some background music feel free to do so and if not thanks for listening up until this point and i'll catch you in a couple weeks when the next episode comes out so a big way that you guys can help support the podcast which actually help not just the podcast but my writing and my ability to continue doing it and doing it even more frequently in terms of the podcast and writing and putting out content is by a bunch of different ways that i'm going to mention the first way is by checking out my weekly newsletter it's called the midday monday newsletter and if you guys want to check it out you can go to sponsor.com forward slash subscribe it will not cost you anything and something that I did actually to, I updated my website a couple days ago. And if you go on sponsor.com for slash subscribe, you no longer have to take my word for it and, and wonder what it is and 
you know think you know do i want to sign up to this thing do i not um although if you did you can just drop your email address in and sign up to it and all you're going to get is one email from your week and if you like it you like it and if you don't you literally click on subscribe and you're done but if you want to check them out and physically see exactly what you will be emailed um, go to sponsor.com for to subscribe and at the very bottom of the page it says not sure yet no worries check out the back catalog here click on the word here it's going to take you to a list of um, all previous midday monday boost letters that have gone out there have been i think to date 40 something uh, different ones i believe and it keeps a log of a bunch of probably like 15 20 um, maybe there's a way to see all of them but you can see at least you know 15 20 different ones and um just click on them it'll open up and it'll show you what the people that are currently subscribed to the midday monday boost letter uh, receive every monday at noon and pretty much what it is is a photo of the week which is usually a featured photographer that i follow on instagram and i give them a shout out on there when i post one of their photos uh, a podcast of the week that i'm recommending that i've heard uh recently that i thought was dope and that i wanted to share with you guys a video of the week same thing a, a cool video that i saw that i feel that i am other people may enjoy as well it could be anything from a battle rap to a comedy skit to a ted talk etc um a quote of the week just to give you a bit of insight and motivation and and pretty much just a quote like a food for thought quote because not that they're not always like motivational and inspirational although i lean in that direction um but it's just it's usually like food for thought type of quote and a word of the week those five things and um again check it out if you guys are interested at sponsor.com forward slash subscribe it's completely free you can unsubscribe at any time if you don't like it next another way to support the podcast is to check out my free questionnaire to fill out now it's a questionnaire geared towards writers um but really anybody that's creative can can fill it out and what it is is five open-ended questions for example how do you get yourself to sit down and do your work when you're not motivated to that's literally one of the questions and you fill this form out answer the five questions which is the form you know the form is just your name and the, and the email address and the name to the five questions and what i do is read your responses on a future episode of the podcast and share your tips tricks and insight with the other listeners and i also give you a shout out unless you check off that you want to remain anonymous so check that out at spuntray.com forward slash questionnaire if you're into photography at all or just want to see some dope pics maybe you're not a photographer yourself um, but just want to see some some cool pictures of stuff go to spuntray.com forward slash photography and I have a bunch of pictures on there that I think are pretty cool. Um, like pictures like from my Chichen Itza trip and and road trip to Savannah, Georgia and Philadelphia and Florida. Um, just like in the park here in New York and Queens and Forest Park. Um, just uh, India, a bunch of pictures of India. I forgot about those. I'm like scrolling through them right now. DR, a bunch of pictures of DR. 
for the last couple times that I went and um, Massachusetts, New York, Williamsburg, Willie B. Uh, just a bunch of cool pictures that, that I've taken that are completely available for free. If you guys want to check them out on the site and download them digitally, you can also order prints of the of the photography, any of the photography that's on there by going to created.com. Those are not free. But if you go to created.com forward slash sponsor you can order prints of any of this photography or just download them for free uh, from my website at sponsor.com forward slash photography. Now, those are all ways that you can help support me and the podcast um, just by showing your support. And it's completely free. It doesn't cost you shit. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Now, another way that you can help support the podcast financially, but it actually it will also not cost you anything but it does support me financially how does that work um by shopping on amazon which you know you do i know you do because there's billions of people that do billions hundreds of millions i don't know tens of millions there's a bunch of motherfuckers that shop on amazon and if you're listening to a podcast you probably shop on amazon and you know where i'm headed with this if you go to my website, sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links, here on this page, you will find each and every way that you can help support the podcast financially. And the way Amazon works is that if you click on the Amazon banner that is located again on my page at sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links, it will take you to Amazon's website. Then you do your shopping like normal. It does not cost you anything extra. But Amazon, just for driving traffic to their site, hooks me up with a couple pennies on the dollar based on your purchases, but from their end of it. And what else? You can uh, support via Patreon. You can become a Spun Today Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash Spun Today and choose to donate a dollar or two or three or four or whatever you want per episode. I put out traditionally two episodes per month. Sometimes it's three for those weird months that have like five weeks in it, kind of, because, you know, the first day starts off on a Thursday or something like that. And I put these episodes out every other Thursday. So you get the drift. Basically, it's two episodes per month. So if you choose to pledge, for example, a dollar per episode uh, via Patreon, uh, it would be greatly appreciated. And it would literally just cost you two bucks per month to help support the Spun Today podcast financially. You also have an iTunes um, affiliate link page, uh, banner rather, on my page, which works just like the Amazon one. You have links to my viral style store, which you can use to check out a couple of these Spun Today t-shirts, coffee mugs, stuff like that. Um, check them out. I actually put out a couple new t-shirts that I actually like. Um, not that I didn't like the other ones, but well, I did do a couple that I didn't like and I actually removed them from the store. Um, I designed them myself. I'm no, I'm no Yeezy, you know, no fucking (laughs) designer, clothing designer over here. They're just t-shirts with, um, I don't know, cool ideas or whatever that, at least that I thought were cool that I came up with. Like one that says, uh, writing is life and it shows kind of like the, the pulse meter like behind it like beep 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 you know get it um another one is 
uh, it says right need every day instead of smoke weed every day. Instead of that, it says right need every day with like a kind of like a puff of smoke behind it. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So that's one. Then you have uh, the traditional podcast logo, T-shirt, etc. So check that out. Anyway, the link to the my my merch store, quote unquote, is at uh, sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links, and you can go to it directly if you just go to viralstyle.com forward slash store forward slash today forward slash tony ortiz that sounds harder than just going to sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links and clicking on the t-shirt uh last way to support financially would be to buy my book i wrote a book ladies and gentlemen and it is available at uh wherever ebooks are sold uh on ibooks on kindle on smashwords on kobo on this on that wherever you read an ebook i'm pretty sure it's available on that platform if it's not hit me up and let me know so i can submit it to it um and if not um and you want a if you don't want the ebook you want an actual physical book if you're old school like that then go to amazon.com and just search for my name or the book title which is make way for you tips for getting out of your own way and you can get a paperback copy of the book also if you go to my my uh books landing page which is sponsor.com forward slash books you get a synopsis of the book there you get a few audio excerpts which are completely free so you can get an idea of what the book is and what it's about and see if it's the type of thing that you you'd be into before purchasing it and also to you fine folks i actually offer a pdf copy of the book which isn't as cool and interactive as the uh like the kindle or ibooks version but it is the complete book um i offer it via uh, in a pdf format via my website if you just sign up with your email address at spudsay.com forward slash books at the bottom of the page drop in your email address and i'll send you a copy of the book all i ask is that if you do get it that way or any other way you rate and review the book either on amazon or on goodreads or whatever platform it is that you read books on and if you find it helpful obviously like anything else please spread the word Uh, if it motivates and inspires you in any way then that it's fulfilled its purpose lastly rate and review the podcast uh, wherever you guys listen to podcasts whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Pocket Casts or anywhere and everywhere that podcasts are listened to and wherever you're listening to it now I really appreciate it definitely continue listening and spread the word rate and review it I really appreciate it and that's pretty much it folks that is episode 66 of the sponsor podcast once again i'm your host tony ortiz and as always substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams thanks for listening